Hi, welcome to New Plymouth, land of fire and ice. I am Black Robe. That is a pseudonym that I have. It's not my real name. But uh, today we're going to be reading a little bit from one of my favorite uh, books. It's called The Children's Story Hour with Uncle Arthur. Um, I love these little stories. Uh, they have so much meaning and, and they reach back to a time that um, literally we don't even see nowadays. Uh, we, we don't even... Um, our, 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 <laughs> our political correctness a lot of times gets in the way of even reading these stories. So... I'd like to read to you uh, today from Children's Hour with Uncle Arthur, and uh, this is called A Letter for Lucas. Lucas, that is not his real name, of course, was a Filipino boy who worked for a farmer in Central California. He was a faithful lad, and when he decided that he wanted to go back to his own country, the farmer was sorry to see him go. After he was gone, the farmer and his wife often talked about Lucas and wondered what he was doing. Then one day, almost a year later, they both became impressed that Lucas was in difficulty and needed money. They didn't have very much money, but they put $5 in an envelope and sent it to the address Lucas had given him. When they prayed that it would reach the boy in time to be of help, Oh, then they prayed that it would reach the boy in time to be of help. Meanwhile, 7,000 miles away, Lucas was living on one of the smaller islands in the Philippines group, selling Bible books to get enough money to attend a mission school near Manila. There was no telephone or telegraph on this island, and the government steamer called but once a year to bring mail and supplies to the lighthouse. So Lucas felt quite cut off from the world, and it seemed ages and ages since he had lived with his kind friends in California. He had sold all the books he had brought with him and was waiting for the mailboat to take him back to Manila. Then a sad thing happened. One night, a robber entered a little the little shack where he was sleeping and stole all the money he had worked so hard to earn. Worse still, the thief took everything that Lucas owned, leaving him with nothing but a shirt and a pair of trousers. When Lucas woke up the next morning, he found that he was far poorer than he had been when he'd gone to the island months before. All his possessions were gone. Handbag, clothes, shoes, hairbrush, everything. He didn't have a nickel or a pair of socks to his name. Then the terrible fact dawned on him that he was now virtually imprisoned upon the island, for he had no money to buy a ticket on the mailboat, and there was no one from whom he could borrow, no police, no Red Cross, nobody. What a terrible fix he was in. What would you have done? Luke, Lucas took his trouble to the Lord and prayed that somehow God would help him out. The next few days were hard indeed. For the boy had nothing to eat but berries and nuts that he could find in the woods. Then one morning he saw the mailboat coming into the bay. What a beautiful sight! How eagerly he had looked forward to this moment. But now? Well, 
It was too awful to think about. In an hour or so, the mailboat would steam away again, not to return for another twelve months. What could he do? Of course, he could try to get aboard, but the officers would never let him on. They would insist that he must pay a fare, and he had no money. If he tried to explain what had happened, they would not believe his story, for all his papers with precious credentials had been stolen too. As the mailboat anchored, Lucas made his way to the beach and watched the rowboat containing mail and supplies for the lighthouse come ashore. Those were anxious moments for poor Lucas, and he began to pray again. Please, dear Jesus, he said, do help me get on this boat. I've worked so hard for thee here all summer, and it wasn't my fault I lost the money. And if I don't get on this boat, I don't know what I'll do. Oh, please do something to help me. The rowboat had now reached land, and the sacks and the bales were being unloaded. Another ten minutes, and it would be on its way back to the ship. If help was to come, it must surely come soon. Suddenly, Lucas looked up. Someone was calling his name. One of the officers on the rowboat was standing up, waving something in his hand and calling out, I have a letter here for someone called Lucas. Is there anybody here on the island called Lucas? Yes, sir, cried Lucas, leaping to his feet. It must be for me, sir. Thank you, sir. Eagerly, he tore open the letter. It was from his friends in Central California, and it said, We feel impressed that you are in great need, and are sending you this little gift of five dollars, hoping that it may be of help to you. Five dollars! It was just what he needed for his fare. Tears were in the boy's eyes as he handed the money to the officer and said he wanted a ticket to Manila. A moment later, the rowboat was on its way to the steamer with Lucas on board. Eagerly, he climbed up the waiting ladder, and the anchor was raised, and the mailboat began to glide slowly out of the bay. Alone on the deck that night, Lucas looked up beyond the silent stars. I thank thee, dear Jesus, he whispered. Thou dost never forget thy own. <clears throat> I uh, <laughs> I don't know why these little stories choke me up. There's been so many times here recently that I have looked up to the sky and said, I can't believe these blessings, God. Thank you. I have received blessings that I haven't even been able to pay for. <laughs> um... Where I'm living right now, uh, the uh, property that we are on is quite narrow, quite small, and I uh, know that the county was quite upset, even though I didn't ask for permission to live. Um, I know they were quite upset that I built a chicken coop on my property because um, they have a certain percentage of land that they require to be empty, not have buildings on in order to uh, stay with their rules. And there was a lady here in our community that, uh, well, <laughs> some less than charitable people call her a land baron. <laughs> um, she was holding on to her property uh, believing and saying that it, you know, 
equaled millions and that she required millions in order to be paid. Um, it was a, a simple uh, town lot and uh, that was beside me that she owned. And she told us that, uh, no, it was, it was worth $50,000 for a town lot. And so we said, well, you know, we were thinking that something like $8,000 or $10,000 would be reasonable. And she's like, nope. And she walked away. And two years later, we came back to her and said, hey, we really need this property. You know, we, we would really like to pay around about eight to $10,000. And she says, no, that property is worth $30,000. And we sighed and said, well, thank you anyways, and, and walked away. And uh, just recently, um, two doors down from us, a property sold for $20,000. It had a house that was falling down and a nice garage on it. Uh, the elderly couple that purchased it, they have a travel trailer that they stay in. And uh, they knocked down the house and are staying in the travel trailer and have the garage as their permanent storage and everything like that. And uh, they got it for $20,000. So we went back to this lady and said, please, we really need this property. Um, we need it in order to be able to uh, start doing some of the things that we've really wanted to do all along. And we need it in order to be essentially <laughs> legal with the county so that we could um, have our, our chicken coop on the property so that we could have maybe another uh, outbuilding so that we could maybe do some of the the fine stuff that we do to try and make our our house and property pay a little bit of the money that we uh, need in order to live and so she said to us, well, I'll tell you what, well, I'll give it to you for $22,000. This property is not worth the $22,000. However, I did know that she was tr holding out in hopes that uh, the library that was coming into our community would be right next door to this property and that they would purchase her property for a large sum of money for a parking lot. And that would have made our house absolutely intolerable to live by with people driving up into the parking lot and making all sorts of noise beside us. So we talked about it and then we decided that, yes, we were going to purchase it. So that's what we did. We purchased it at $22,000 when it was only worth eight, if that. So... We took a deep breath and as soon as it was said and done and, and all the paperwork was done, we walked onto the property, me and my honey, and we looked up at the sky and said, thank you, Lord. This will help us be able to do the things we need to on the property. It will help the, uh, the price for selling our house. It'll help increase it so that we can... When we do leave our property, um, we will be able to uh, ask a higher price and get a higher price for it. Even though the house down the way <laughs> is only sold for $20,000, we might be able to get 
um, a lot more from our house just because we have this this lot as well so the Lord does not forget us as uh, as his people and uh, I want to tell you that there are people who are influenced to do good <laughs> like this couple here was this farmer couple was influenced to do good. There are people out there who are influenced and just go ahead and follow that that little concern that they have in their in their mind and in their heart. There are such good people out there. And uh, it's one of the things that I hope to do as well is be able to listen to the spirit and uh, do the things which it says. Um, there's been a few times where I haven't and serious consequences have come about, but, um, when I do and I, I, I learn to listen to that, uh, still small voice, it is something that, uh, I always find, you, you know, you, you don't always know at the time when you did it, why you did it, but, um, a lot of times I've found that it has been great important things that have hinged on the extremely small hinge <laughs> of faith. So I'd like to say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.